0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're discussing Daredevil Season 3, Episode
1: 4. Hey, hey Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. what, What? Can we talk about Daredevil Season 3, Episode 4 yet?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's about to happen right now.
1: I really liked it. It's called Blindsided. It was really good, and I've seen it four times now. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll.
0: And I'm Jeff Randall.
1: Jeff Randall. This episode was so good. It was so good. It's maybe one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen.
0: You keep saying that, and this time I actually feel it with you.
1: Um, like, th- this episode had just as much depth and just as much character stuff as all these other episodes that I've been enjoying a lot, but the, uh, that action scene, though, the new hallway scene...
0: Before we get to that spoiler... Before we get to that spoiler, though, I just want to say that this episode is the kind of TV that defines a genre.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely so, with you. And with just, that. The, the the fact that they kept this theme of the hallway fight through three seasons now and have just gone bigger and bigger. And what was amazing about this one. Now, full spoiler. Can we go spoiler alert? Either? Yeah. With that, right. we'll go into full spoiler. Full spoiler. Um what's amazing about this one is he's it's not just a fight scene they yeah. stop to act in the middle of it and yeah. he is he's breathing so hard and i don't think that's all fake like he's <laughs> trying to deliver his lines immediately after being thrown around that hallway and i'm i am sure there's some hidden cuts in there but that scene is like 10 minutes of 11. strength it's 11, it 11 minutes 11 longer. minutes it's it's a ton of fighting, and then they stop to have a conversation. Even in that conversation, the camera never cuts, and then they continue fighting. So, uh, you know, you, you've had a really busy couple of days, and we haven't been able to get to this castle now. So, I just I wanted to move on. I really want to know what happens to Daredevil after he falls goes into the ocean because I, I know he has this great sonar ability, but he's inside a car. Speeding toward the ocean, and he is blind, and his his super senses aren't even working that well lately. And he just got beat to hell. Like that is really dangerous. I don't know how he's getting out of that. I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be tense to watch.
0: You know what's you know what's great about that is that scene of him being like stuffed into a stolen taxi and then thrown into a river comes straight out of the Born Again comics. Yeah. That's and that's part of why the taxi looks so old.
1: I've, oh, that's awesome. I've very deliberately avoided too many spoilers about what Born Again, the Born Again comics are about, uh, because I wanted to be surprised, and I'm not disappointed. This season has been amazing.
0: Yeah, it, this so far has just been phenomenal. This episode in particular, with the 11 minute one cut or one shot, like.
1: Yeah, the longest hallway
0: water. we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, he 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 goes, and they 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 played with the trope so well. When when the when the when the when the when the phone hangs up, when Fisk hangs up, which we got to talk about Fisk because Fisk is Fisk is puppet mastering this whole thing. Um, yes. It's now very clear. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but I I had. I had called previously that uh, that 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 shanking was 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 Fisk himself. Okay, I I, I, I don't remember us saying yeah, that. I know I don't think we said it on cast. I, I'm sad about it because I did. I knew that mainly because of how he stabbed him, where he stabbed him, he stabbed him so shallow. Um, the whole thing just reeked of a setup to me. And, and, and if, if it's all part of his plan, like I talked about early, I did talk about on the previous episode, uh, that shanking had to have been part of it. That, that conversation, he has this conversation with Fisk. Fisk obviously has his fingers everywhere. He's got his prison under complete control, his complete control. He, it, the very first thing in the episode is them running up there, is, is, What is it? It's, it's Fisk waking up looking kind of annoyed before they come in to surprise him with that inspection Yep, as if he knew that inspection was coming. So like this, the theme of this episode is Fisk is in control. Yep. And, and, and like Fisk, Fisk somehow knows that that's happening. He also somehow is able to make a phone call when he hears that foggy Nelson is inside the, uh, the prison. Because he's not after Matt here. He's after Foggy. It's not until he picks up that phone and says, You're not Mr. Nelson. Yep. So. Yep.
0: Yep. And he's watching the camera the whole time. Yeah. Like, he's got. He's got so many tendrils in so many different departments and places and, and yeah. facets of society. Like, it's. At this point, it's impossible to know where all Fisk is.
1: So we know he owns the building. I have a feeling he has some sort of hidden command center.
0: That's what I was thinking. Or something like, like that, that that's behind his walls. It. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he bought it he, so that he could have something installed to where he could just slip out.
1: Yep, exactly. Like, we, we don't know what he's off doing. Um, there's just a lot more that going on with Fisk than we know yet. Um, but... At that moment, when he gets off the phone, he hangs up the phone, you know something is going to go down, you know he just attacked him, and then that door door opens, the door unlocks and swings slightly, and it immediately my brain went, hallway fight. Like on Daredevil, (laughs) when a door ominously opens to a hallway, you know what is coming. And I was just like... Yes! Like man, I got so excited, and it's so meta. That is such a meta thing for them to do, but they totally like. It was like Babe Ruth pointing at the balcony. You know, it's like we're yep. gonna show you a an amazing hallway fight now.
0: And they delivered.
1: They absolutely delivered. I don't know where they go from here. I have no idea how they can up this hallway fight.
0: Right? <laughs> like this feels like this might be the shark. I feel they like may have, huh, they may have no, jumped it with
1: this one. No way. No, jumping the shark is doing something so ridiculous that you can't come back from it. This was amazing. There was nothing ridiculous <laughs> about this scene. They, they played it perfectly. It's it's totally fits the rest of the show. Actually, it was a little more realistic. In and that, in that first hallway fight scene, he fights like 10 guys in one hallway in this. He really just fights two or three at a time and then yeah, moves on well, to the next two was, or three.
0: You know, he's also still recovering sure. from, you know, having a building dropped on him. Right, it takes a minute. He's Can't also been Daredevil a
1: long, longer too, though. Yeah. That 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 first that first hallway fight is like raw, no skills Daredevil. I mean, yes, he has skills because he's been fighting with stick his whole life, but this is that's his like first time out. Uh, his first time putting on the mask. I, I not his first because well, no, he 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 saved that group of uh, ladies.
0: In that one, he was still recovering, also from getting the shit kicked out of him uh, by the Russians and being dumped in a in a dumpster.
1: Okay, I don't remember because uh, that. that's
0: the one where Claire came in and, and saved him.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Um, but then in this episode, he he had been injected with something into his hand.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell how much they got actually injected though, because it it definitely stabbed his hand, but the plunger never got per- depressed. Not
0: much. Yeah. He did say, what did you inject me with?
1: Yeah. So something got in his system. Um, yeah. And we still don't know. Like, we still don't know. And, and also, when once that alarm starts going off, I think we're supposed to believe that once that code 33, code 33 starts screaming in his ears, he loses his sense of sight. Did you get well, that? Yeah.
0: It, it, it looked a lot like when that started going off and the alarm started blaring and everything, it looked like his senses were just getting overwhelmed and he was he wasn't able to really like discern much. Yeah. I mean, he and still had it.
1: Well, no, it's, it's it's immediately after that happens, they <clears throat> grab him and pull him into that room, and that's when they have that whole scene between him and the Albanians, and then they say I need you to get me out of here because I, and then once he once he leaves into that um hallway again, again he's completely helpless and they drag him through the hallway. Um and then it's not until he leaves that code 33 hallway again then he comes out of that hallway and his protector gets attacked and he actually starts fighting again. It's really really clever. Um the whole code, like it's really subtle but that code 33 like is messing him up bad cuz it he can't hear the subtle changes in the wind and shit like he normally can.
0: <laughs> now he knew that there were guards though. He knew that there were guards on the other side, on the other side of the door before they left that that storeroom.
1: Yes. From the so store room, that there were, but was, as soon yeah, as he, he hits that, that hallway, there, it's like, and he they can't, got into that. the hallway.
0: The guy was like, "Let's go this way." He's like, "No, the, the, we got to go this way." That's true, because uh, there the are guards down there. Trust me,
1: that's true. He could hear through the hallway, even if he couldn't hear in the hallway. I don't know. It just, it just, it, I think there's something going on with him in that scene where he, because he hasn't, yeah, he was injected with something, but it didn't seem like much. It didn't seem to affect him for the first half of the fight, but I guess that's how it could work. I don't know. It's just an amazing scene. <laughs> it's just a man struggling with everything he has to make it out of that building.
0: Yep, yep. And oh man, the like when I noticed that it was one like all one shot, like one it was a long ass oneer was like after the discussion with the Albanian guy. And I was like, "No." No, have they really been doing one this whole time? And like, I waited until he got into the taxi, and the camera went to to black, and I immediately rolled it back to like when he was talking to Fitz. I was like, "Nope, we're jumping back. I don't care how long it's been."
1: Yeah, see, I I knew as soon as the door opened. I was like, this is a wonner. Like, they're already in a wonner. <laughs> like, Listen, was, this is I open. was
0: so emotionally ingrained. I couldn't even see the meta. I was so deep in.
1: Right. Totally. Uh, I, I just, as soon as that door opened, I was like, okay, we're about to get another amazing one, wonner. And then yep. when they got to that room, this, the, I did rewind it. Once they got to the room, I actually rewinded it multiple times and rewatched that scene. And then I watched the show three more times. Um, <laughs> but. When they are in that scene, having that conversation uh, with the Albanians, I, um, I thought that was the end of the oneer. I like I didn't notice that the oneer kept on going, and then they enter another hallway and do a whole another oneer. And I was like, wait a second, did they just do an entire scene of acting in the middle of that fight oneer fight scene? And yeah. I had to rewind it and just like. Rewatch that whole section, and yep, it's all it's all one shot. Uh, and I'm, yep. I I did notice a couple places where they could have hid edits, um but it doesn't matter. It's still an amazing. It just it puts you in the action. This show loves to do long lingering shots, with, even if it's just a conversation, and to do it so well in an, in a really well choreographed fight scene is super impressive.
0: Yep, yeah, and this this episode has been nothing but impressive. I mean. And like even just breaking away from that and talking about anything else that happened, like uh, Foggy going on the offensive against Fisk, I loved it. I loved that Foggy going into that into that union meeting, like was amazing. Like I I felt my my chest tightening up. My I was welling up with it with emotions for Foggy getting all of the support of the cops that he's kind of usurped a little bit throughout the years. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, there was that one that was like, oh, yeah, thanks for getting that dickhead off of, you know, on a technicality or whatever. Yeah, and
1: he's the first one that said, sign me up.
0: Yeah, and that guy was the first one. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was awesome. There's so much in this episode, not just in that fight, but that fight was amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I loved but, his friend. His friend, I forget his name. The officer. Brett. Brett. Uh, I love that his friend said no, but then when he got up there and said what he was doing— His friend had his back anyway. (laughs) He was like, he's
0: like, no, I'm not going to give you the floor.
1: And then he was willing.
0: Yeah. Give him a minute. You get one minute. Yeah. And then I'm beating your ass. But that's the thing.
1: He was so two faced about it. He was like, let's give him a chance, like all positive facing that way. And then he turned to Foggy and said, one minute. (laughs) It's real good. It's real good. I, I, I love the loyalty of his friend, Brett. Um, even though, even though he went against his wishes, he still had that loyalty. I just, I I love it, man.
0: (laughs) Who else do you have the shorthand with?
1: (laughs) That was such a great scene. (laughs) Oh, see (laughs) who else do you have that kind of shorthand with? Um, that's such a good scene. I just, this whole, this whole episode's amazing. And now that you see Fisk slowly working his hooks into, um, Dexter, Poindexter
0: poindexter special agent poindexter
1: yeah and that's been really fun to watch like the recruitment of an asset like that's super fun
0: yeah and god the i i feel for dex a little bit in that like he was just doing his job he may have gone a little bit overboard oh no he definitely
1: he he definitely should be like straight up prosecuted for murdering those two people.
0: He he may have gone a little overboard, <laughs> like, but he was protecting his fellow officers.
1: Uh, uh, not when he murdered those two he, people. He I got, mean, like,
0: so far into it that he did a bad thing. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah I he, see it. <laughs> he's also a
1: hero. He saved a lot of people, and I understand. I mean, obviously, we love the Punisher, but... Yeah, he's a
0: Frank Castle type he's a, he's in that a, moment.
1: He's a Frank Castle type, and I, uh, you know, obviously I'm okay with Frank Castle types, um, I'm not going to hate on him or, you know, say he can't be heroic, um, or, or at least be a protagonist because of that. Um, but, but like <laughs> it, it, legally and probably morally, uh, he should be prosecuted for what he did. Oh yeah. Um, and this
0: show is all about moral quandaries. Like, come on.
1: It really is. Which I just love. I just love.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, we I, I feel bad for, for Dex in that like he he went overboard, yes, but like now he's having to deal with now he's having to deal with Fisk trying to recruit him. He's having to deal with, you know, his higher ups being being like skeezy d bags about it instead of just being like, dude, nothing matches. Like N- Nadim was actually upfront with him, like I would, you know, I would be, it would be unbecoming of me to inform you of this information and this information and this information and like, you know, basically like watching out for the guy who saved him.
1: Yeah. It's because of you. My, my wife has a husband and my, my children have a father. Um, it's, it's really interesting just a really good well done show. You can really understand where everyone's coming from. And this is something I wanted to touch on last time, but I don't think I did. Uh, one thing I'm excited about with Poindexter is I, I I haven't, I don't know a whole lot about the comics with his character, but I know know he's had a lot of different stories told about him and, and he's kind of different in a lot of the different stories. Uh, but I could see a version of this story they're telling, where Poindexter comes into the story as just like a kingpin mercenary or a lackey, and the fact that they're making giving making him his own man, and and giving him his own story, um, it, it's it's similar to like what they did in Iron Fist season two with um, Mary, like she could have they could have just brought in any old mercenary to that story, but they brought in someone who was going to have her own independent story, you know? And I I love that they're doing that. And I love that deck Poindexter is just a care is actually a character. And he's not just a Fisk hired hand or puppet, Um, which would have been the easy route. Like he needed an assassin. He hires an assassin, but the, the, the way they've done it where he's like having to recruit Poindexter into the situation is a stroke of genius. It really it is. makes me actually feel for point instead of him just being like another villain. I mean, and it's very much like, he's very much like puncher in that way. We just, we just compared him in that scene where he does a bad thing. Um, but he's also, he's also a bit of a stalker. Like we know he has negative, some negative tendencies,
0: but <laughs> we, he's got some red flags yeah, as there's, far there's as there's personality some, quirks
1: red flags. But so far, um, we don't really have, Anything that pushes him that much past where like a punisher is. So there's there's a lot of reasons we could we could still feel for this guy. Um but, I mean, but obviously if he was
0: wearing a mask, everybody'd be calling him a hero.
1: Yeah, that's right. If he was wearing a mask, everybody'd be calling him a hero. And I think he might wear a mask at some point this season. Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. I think that have might you, happen. Have you watched any of the trailers? I have. I didn't know it was him, but yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm just really excited. This, this episode, we've done nothing but praise it and that's all it deserves. It's super amazing. Um, So, that's, I think, about all we have to say about that episode, right, Jeff? Yeah. Anything? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573castmcu. We're going to be dropping these episodes as fast as we can over on our Patreon feed. We'll be coming out with, uh, hopefully, as many as we can over the next couple of days. Um I'm really hoping we can finish this season by, like middle of the week, end of the week. Um, and, and they will continue to drop once a day on our normal feed. But if you go join the Patreon Patreon right now, patreoncom slash MCU cast, you can get more episodes, uh, quicker. So we'll get, we'll get done with them as fast as we possibly can. Uh, partially because we want to uh, uh, provide the patron, the patron, patrons with some value. Secondly, because I want to finish the show. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> um all right guys thank you so much for hanging out with us we'll be back tomorrow with more daredevil
0: until next time true believers